Hey guys, this is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made for This podcast. Hey guys, this is Chloe. I've got some good news and some bad news today. The bad news is that the season that we've been doing on friendship is almost over. These are the last two episodes of our friendship series. The good news is, though, that when we were starting to plan out the rest of the year and what we were going to do on the show, we decided that we were not going to take a break. So you are going to get more from Jenny. We're going to do a bunch of really fun bonus episodes as we go into the fall and back to school time. And then we're going to start season two in October. So mark your calendar. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you get new episodes as soon as they hit iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening. We're just so excited to keep on trucking with you guys. Before we do that, though, we just kind of wanted to circle back around on this season and listen to some of our favorite moments from people like Dr. Townsend and Jim Cofield, Jess Honiger from Tasha. We just thought it'd be fun to kind of do a little party and celebrate what God has done through this and just the journey that we've been on with you guys. We prayed for one friend and just that one friend to completely get me and just be at that similar place of just maturity in their walk with the Lord. Because what I found actually, because, you know, moving from a school where I kind of had my group of people versus now where I have a couple people and then I have a lot of friends kind of branched out of that, that just having a couple of those core people and I might not even like, I wouldn't even call that really like a friend group, but it's just those people that are at a similar place with you and they can fill you up I think it's so important because then you're not obsessed with this like friend group and all the drama and like being all of the inner workings of that and you're more able to go and branch out and be a fill-up person for other people that you don't necessarily have to be your best friend or to be in your friend group and you don't have to fit in all the little boxes that people want to put you in with friend groups because you just have like a couple individual people in order for us to dismantle shame in real embodied storytelling fashion. It's not just a matter of like, well, when I tell my story, I feel better. It's that I also have the embodied experience of being better and take that remembered experience with me then into the other parts of my life where I am recommissioned to make things, new relationships, new missions, new ministries, new everything, that is a direct continuation of the new creation that is born at the resurrection, such that the healing of shame is not just about us being relieved of the dark side of sin. It's not just about us feeling better as people. It is about us being recommissioned to make the things that God has planned for us to make from before the foundation of the world. If your happiness and your joy is based on your spouse, or your circumstances, then it's going to always be unfulfilling because Jenny, Jenny is not who I worship. Uh, I, I don't idolize her. Uh, she's not the primary goal in marriage. And for us to say, you know what, we're about the kingdom of God together. That's when you start looking at circumstances. That's when you start looking at seasons of whether it's sickness and suffering. You just go, these circumstances, this isn't all there is to life. Uh, there's a greater purpose. And so that's life and you don't bail on life. Amen. You've got to be willing to be the pursuer. I think I used to tell myself this story, like a victim story, like, oh, I'm always the one to pursue. And I made myself feel an outsider because of that. And 
really now I, I'm like, that's a gift. Like I like to pursue people. God likes to pursue people. Cool. I'm kind of like God in that way. And you can look to confirm the story that you're, you'll never have a friendship like this and that you've tried this and it never worked. Or you could look to confirm the story that God has a friend for you and that maybe tag your it, like you get to be the one yeah. to pursue and cultivate and build that. And you've got to be willing to go first, willing to exercise vulnerability. One of the primary ways for the gospel to spread is for people to stay in their lane well. And what I see in the New Testament is I see two very even, equal kind of ministry paths. And that is the one of singleness and that one is the one of marriage. Another way to think about it is almost like, and they work off of each other, almost like this double helix DNA that kind of spin together towards God's kingdom where you see the single disciples, right? Getting pushed out and God says, go to the ends of the earth, right? And then what is it? Luke six or Luke seven, they show up uh, and Jesus says, go to these neighborhoods, go to these places and find what? The home of peace, the family of peace, the person of peace. So it seems to me like some are sent out and scattered, some are anchored. And to me, that's almost like an army, right? You have the outpost and then you have the actual army. The outpost is the place you go for refreshment, for hospitality, for renewal, for resources, right? For stability. And then the army is also the people that then get pushed out and also go fight and do the battle of the kingdom. And I just think whatever season we're in currently, put yourself in that lane and run well. And that's where we, I think we find God's blessing. There's a big difference between what the Bible says of being a peacemaker, Matthew 5, and being a peacekeeper. And when you get the difference, mm -hmm. oh, the Bible tells me to make peace, but sometimes I've got to, you know, disrupt things and have some difficult conversations. But peacekeepers, there's nothing in the Bible that says be a peacekeeper. If you make your, your no a loving no, you know, you're not talking to some mean person. You're just saying, hey, I, I haven't spoken up about how it bothers me that you that you don't pick up your socks or that sometimes your voice is unkind. And I'm sorry, because I, I should have let you know that. I want to work that out. You start off with a tender, kind, vulnerable way before you like, you know, set out the, the banners. Now, Matthew 18 does say, if the person doesn't listen, then you bring two or three witnesses and you bring a whole bunch of people and you escalate it. But your first boundary with somebody should never be, you know, hey, I'm going to have a, a parade all over your head. You, you can't do things the way you've always done it. You have to kind of step out. Like there's people that they've never had dinner or or been over a, a person that's a different ethnicity's home and had dinner or just hung out, you know? Um, and, and there's probably a lot of people listening to that. And if they just really went back over their life, they're probably thinking like, oh my goodness, that's me, you know? And it's like, how do you change that? You Well, you change it by doing, you can't do things the way you've always done it, you know? You have to be willing to take a risk and to step out. God is for you. And because God is for you, you have great hope. And I would encourage you to find a loving community where you can tell your story and trust that the Spirit of God who is in you is going to do good things for you. That you would risk going through your fears to sharing, that you would risk being vulnerable with your shame, that you would risk that for all the things we feel guilty because of what we've done or haven't done, that there is great forgiveness for that. There is hope and there is healing. Interestingly, Jesus spent a lot of time healing in the Gospels. And I think we have that record because he's trying to convince us he wants to heal us as well. So, Jane, 
I'm going to turn this mic interview process around onto you. I want to hear like over the last six weeks as all these episodes been coming out and we've been re-listening to them, what has been the most challenging part of this season for you in your life and your friendships? I think having to be accountable to what we're talking about. I mean, it, you know, I talked about last week that a good friend was listening and and kind of challenging me on some, you know, I'm not expressing my need. And, and I think I'm having to face just how I have viewed community wrongly. And I've thought of it as an addendum or something to go alongside of my life rather than something to build my life on. And that every part of my life should be sitting and resting in community. All of my work should be done in community, worship, confession, and then also just fun and and having people that meet different needs in my life. And I think I am blessed. I've you know, moved to a new city recently and I've had to do this from scratch. And so I am very empathetic and it is very fresh to me to be sitting in a city and not have a phone full of people to call and and to meet with and to share life with. And so that that memory is fresh to me. So I have I entered this with a ton of empathy and recognizing how difficult it really is to live community out to this depth. It's convicted me, but it's also given me hope that it's possible. I mean, every interview we've done has convicted me from my daughter to Kurt to Townsend. I mean, I feel like every interview has taken me kind of deeper into this idea that this is difficult, but it's worth it. And I, I, you know, I really believe it shifted the way I will do community for the rest of my life. And my small group is evidence of that. I mean, we are all growing deeper and it's not more fun. (laughs) It's harder and it's messier, but it's how we grow. Remember the morning that you texted me and you were like, Jenny, look out the window right now and imagine like this is the stadium of people that are on this journey with you and think about it. And you were, you know, like you were so moved too. I mean, we've just, this community has blown us away. Like, how has this experience been for you? Yeah, I think I told you that day that sometimes all these people and all these numbers of of reviews and stuff, it just it doesn't really mean anything. It just feels like a number. And so sometimes I have to pause and remember that behind a massive number like that are human beings that are sitting and folding laundry like I am and listening to it because even as we're talking right now, I'm sitting in my closet in the country outside of Dallas. Like it just doesn't feel real that people would listen to us and like and just do this with us. So that's pretty cool. And yeah. And I've had a lot of people obviously text and is that your voice? Yeah. Yeah. That's my voice. And, <laughs> and they've, and then they talk about how that, whatever episode they had listened to, they had like talked about it with a different friend and the different conversations that that had spurred on with that friend. So I've just had similar things where I've brought it up like, hey, did you did you listen to this about boundaries? Like, how is that fitting this situation? And it's just it's created depth just by talking about the episode for that week. And so, well, yeah, and that was our hope, right? Like we pictured when we started this journey, you know, we didn't picture just being in people's headphones. Like we pictured mm-hmm. being discussed with people because we knew like this is going to take common understanding and like traction and that we would take ground together and that we would all be speaking the same language and understand that. And I would encourage you guys, if if you're hearing this and you're thinking, I have listened to the whole season and I've done it alone, right now, pull out your phone and you text 
people a link and say, will you listen to this with me? And can we talk about it? And how can we go deeper in our friendship? Because people are aching for this. And that has been universal. I think the interest and the way everybody's reacted to the content is just that people are craving this. I think we tend to think we're the only person that wants to go deeper, that wants more friendship and better friendship. And yet this has definitely struck a nerve. I think everybody is aching for this. They want better relationships in their life Mm -hmm. and they want to know practically what it looks like to go get that. And so you've just moved too, Chloe. Yeah. I mean, we moved really around the same time and had to start over and you've done such a good job with this. What has it looked like for you to live this out in your everyday life? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's even weird in the last, because I've been living in Texas now for a year and a half, which is about the time that I've lived all the other places I've lived with the military before we have to move. So I'm kind of going into this new season where I have friendships or I can make friendships and have relationships that go for years and years and years. And so suddenly we're getting into conflict or things that happen when you know somebody for a long time, but it's really good. And so actually this podcast has been really timely for me because it's kind of given me a primer on like being safe with people and letting them really know me and it's been it's been a process for me and I would say everywhere I moved I just made the promise that I would be all of me really fast and go all in and so I would say awkward things like hey will you be my friend <laughs> or I need I need yeah. a friend and shockingly enough I actually some of my best friends came from that question because there are there are people out there that if you try this stuff like all the things we're talking about in these podcasts if you try them just do one do one like small step where whether that's like going first or being like fully vulnerable with somebody it's amazing how quickly somebody will respond back with that same vulnerability. And I've like seen that. And so as I've listened to each of these episodes, I've just tried it. I've been like, okay, I'm going to go for it with someone new. And I do. And it comes back like they're vulnerable back. And like, I feel this new depth of friendship with them. That's good. Okay. Let's remember, I want to come back to like the big thing. Like if there's one big thing that our hope would be that you take away from this, it is that God first is in relationship. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, that He exists in relationship, that it is absolutely who He is and how He built us to exist, that this is not an optional assignment, that we are built for community, that our souls are craving deep friendship and and a friendship where we actually feel known and loved. And those two things can't exist unless we risk being known and risk being loved. And so I just, I want us to kind of go back to the very beginning where we started and remember that this is who we are. It's not something that we add to our lives. It's who we are. And yet the enemy hates it and the enemy comes against it because he hates it and he knows we are most powerful together. And our issues and our hurts and our backgrounds and our our difficulties in our story are meant to be processed and worked out in community so that we can be more free, so that we can live out the purpose that God has for us here. But even that is meant to be lived in community. And so I hope that what you take away from this is a conviction that this is something that is not just important to pursue, but it's something that you absolutely have to have. I can't tell you how many messages when I've just posted something on Instagram about relationships in the last few weeks, people have spoken in the comments and said, well, good for you that you have friends, but I've tried and tried and tried and I don't have any or something like that to that extent. It's really hard and sad. And I'm like, you know what? I get that. There have been seasons in my life where that has been me. 
but you cannot quit trying. You cannot quit putting yourself out there. You cannot withdraw and decide it's too hard. Like that is not an option. And I think the beauty of what's happening that I see happening is this conviction growing in people that they're realizing I have been viewing this wrongly. I have thought that I needed a supper club, but I need fellow warriors. I need people running beside me in the trenches because we are at war. I mean, this is real. If you don't know that, if you feel like, you know what, I I have existed as if life is shallow and I don't want to go deeply and I don't want to think about God and I don't want to think about brokenness. Let me just, you know, really quickly tell you, you know, all of this podcast has found its way into the world but it is set in a context of a relationship with God, that that at the base of of everything we're talking about in these episodes is the very most important decision you'll ever make. That because I get to have a relationship with God, I get to have healthy relationships with people. And this is a story that if you have never heard it, I just want to really briefly tell you that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came to earth and he did this to rescue us from our sin and our brokenness. So we aren't afraid of brokenness or sin. I think sometimes it feels like the church is afraid of it. And that's not the case at all because Jesus has died for every sin and mistake I have ever made and every sin and mistake for every person that trusts in him. And and so this is a story of the gospel. We believe that we get to live out of a place of wholeness and restoration because of what God has done for us, that we don't live in fear of God, that we don't live in fear of being found out by other people. We get to be fully known and loved because we've been fully known and loved by our creator who did not just something to save us from our sins. He sent his son to die for us on our behalf to pay the consequences of our sins so that we could be right with him. And that is our hope. And that is what we build our lives upon. And if there is only one thing that you catch from this entire first season of this podcast, that Jesus Christ died for you and that he loves you and that he wants to make a way for you to be forgiven and right with God forever. That is the greatest story you'll ever get to be a part of. Hey, Chloe, it's our last episode. Can't believe it. Season one in the can. I cannot believe it. Except this isn't like the last episode. Don't worry, guys. We've got plenty more coming your way. Yes, we are already working on it. How many episodes did we plot the other day when I was driving? (laughs) 45? 45 episodes between now (laughs) and like January. Let's go back. And if you have been on the journey with us the whole time, you know that this is our first season that we jumped in the deep end with this thing with a passion for tackling a pretty big subject in the form of relationships. We saw this as a need everywhere we were looking. And so we tackled this huge topic and then we found ourselves midway through the season and realizing, hey, we're leading and discipling a lot of people through this. And it's been so fun to be on this journey with you. And I've I've gotten to read so many messages from you. We've seen all the posts y'all have made on, on Instagram. And it's just, it's meant a lot to Chloe and I to just be on this journey with you and just to hear your feedback that this has been helpful. Yeah, I would say the biggest, most surprising thing of all of it was just how many people would listen all over the world. Like it's fun to think about people in Italy sitting and sipping their cappuccinos listening to your podcast, Jenny. Crazy. (laughs) Something crazy like that. I know. And you know what? I I remember, and I want to document this because I think it 
it matters for all of you that are are thinking about a dream or something that you want to leap out on. How long, Chloe, have we been talking about doing a podcast? I would say we've been talking about it probably like two years. Yeah, it was like, okay, let's get the ball rolling on this and like started making phone calls, things like that. And it took a while. Like podcasts take a long time. Props to all the podcasters out there. Yeah, it's taken us, I mean, it's taken us a long time to get to this point. But but I'll be honest, and right before we were about to put it out, we recorded some of the episodes and we had everything ready to go out. I just panicked and I really did wonder if it would be helpful for people. It just felt simple to me to sit in front of a microphone and to teach my Bible and to have friends on and talk about these issues. It just felt so simple. And yet I've been so affirmed that people are longing for truth that people are longing for hope, that people want to know they're a part of a community, that together, like we're this little tribe and we're growing together. I mean, I've fallen in love with podcasting in these few weeks and I believe in it as a medium for discipleship. And I am so grateful. And I just wanted to take a minute and say, thank you so much for coming on this journey with us. We have absolutely been delighted at how meaningful it's been. Before we end this episode, though, we need to thank some very important people because this project would not have been possible without some of these people. And even, I mean, down to the captions, down to the blog post about it, the editing, like it took an army to make this happen. And I would say, number one, Casey Helmick, you have just been absolutely instrumental. I can't imagine this happening without you. Like, Casey has believed in this project from the beginning. He has showed up. He's answered the text messages in the middle of the night and like just helped us maneuver the world of podcasts. And your faith in this has given us faith. And so we just appreciate you more than you will ever know. And we love working with you. And then Scott, who is listening to this and editing it, he takes out every um and (laughs) all the little uh, times that we like switch our words up. And he also is doing last minute edits and making sure that the content is easy on the ears and just edits it beautifully. We appreciate you, Scott, so much. And Caroline Parker, I think you're even sitting in the room right now taking notes on this. But every single time you showed up in the studio and brought the mic and taking care of us, printed stuff out. I mean, all of it. Caroline Parker runs the world. And we're just like so, so grateful for you. Well, and Chloe, you are my fellow dreamer. I just, I want to honor you in front of everybody as well. I, I'm so grateful for team. Again, even the existence of this podcast, it is because of community and and it's birthed in community that we're friends. We're not just coworkers. Like this is an adventure it feels like we're on together. And I'm just so grateful that even in the midst of launching a new thing that God knew I couldn't do it alone. So I'm so grateful for you. And I love dreaming with you and I love building with you. And I hope we get to do yeah, it for a long time. I bet we will. I love you. Love you. We want to communicate with you and let you know the things that are happening with the podcast and ask you some questions as well. So text Jenny Allen, J-E-N-N-I-E-A-L-L-E-N to 31996. That's Jenny Allen, one word, to 31996. And we will add you to our text stream and we'll send you all kinds of fun stuff, free stuff, communication and questions. We want you to be a part of the conversation.